Welcome, everybody, to the Bakery Bears Radio Show. My name's Dan. And I'm Kay. And we're back. Just, my goodness, it's lucky that we're here at all. We're in between storms. Oh, yes, we're... that's the reason why this show is slightly delayed. It's the first time ever we've put out a radio show on a Tuesday. Is it uh, right, okay? No, it's not Tuesday today. It's not Tuesday today, I'm very confused. Uh, so yeah, it just has been, and we just we don't really know what's going on even now, because that is not doing what either of our weather said it was going to be doing right no, now. No, well, the previous couple of days to today, we've had Storm Dudley. And Dudley. yeah, these names are hilarious. And um, down south currently at the moment is Storm Eunice. And that is going to get to us sometime this afternoon, although it'll, it will have dissipated a fair bit. Well, I say a fair bit, I still think it's going to be gale force. But it's just been really bad. They've got a red alert weather warning down on the sort of southeast, uh, southwest of the country today. And they're extremely rare. I think I read on the weather, it said they only put those out every five to ten years. Um, schools are closed. There's no trains in Wales at all today. Um, it, it's you know it's it's really really bad. So. I saw that there was a red warning. The last time there was a red warning was at Arwen. There was one in November. In November, that yeah. was that was terrible. We yeah. we had that. It was horrendous. That's when all the trees came down and <laughs> we couldn't sleep. We were up all night because it, it was just so horrendous. You've never heard anything like. I mean, it was it like was a hurricane awful. blowing. Like and, you know, we've got a three-story house, so it, it's always even more scary for me. You know, I'm I'm having a bungalow next time. Yes. Well, <laughs> I'm seriously all for having a single story house. I don't care what I've got, so long as you're there. Yeah, I want a bungalow on one of those really lovely little estates you find that are just full of detached bungalows that have got really sweet elderly people, because then like it'll us. be really yeah, it'll be really nice and peaceful. We won't yeah. get all the noise that we get here. We should just go we'll just be surrounded village. by fabulous. Old people. Oh, don't say old people. That sounds terrible. I love people. I love people that More are in the people. latter part of their life. Let's say like us. Like us. <laughs> yes. I think would fit in very well. And I want to go to like afternoon teas that my next door neighbour called Ethel has put on. Yeah, Kay's only saying this because I spoke to my mum yesterday yeah, and she had afternoon tea yesterday afternoon with all her friends. With all the ladies that were coming round, and I was like, oh, I want to be one of those ladies. Sadly, it would be. Crumbs, uh, six hour. It's a six hour drive to yeah. get there. So That'd be a bit yeah. much for an afternoon tea. It would, yes. it would. Look, we've got a walk to do. We have. So let's get out and get underway. Yes. It's like this now, and then by sort of three o'clock this afternoon, it says it's 50 mile an hour winds. I didn't, I didn't think this was on your forecast that you saw there. It was. Was it? Clear, yeah, it was. Right. I thought it was like rain. No, the rain was earlier, which oh, right, we, okay. we obviously had. Right. So the rain's moved through. The rain's moved through, and the snow, we had some snow as well, didn't we, which seems to have all really gone. So, Moonkeeper is ticking. Well, that's the important thing. Yes. So hold on a minute. Oh no, there is one en route. A post box, yes. I've just yeah. got a letter to post. So remind me everyone, post the letter when you walk past the post box. Do you know, this, this has always puzzled me. 
I was watching a vlog of this woman yesterday and she lives in America and she w she'd written this letter and she put a stamp on and then she walked out of her front door, she walked down this the end of this road, she lives fairly rural and there was all these post boxes and she put the letter in a post box and then put up her little like flag thing to presumably tell the postman there was something in there so I'm guessing that people have their letters collected. They don't have to take them to the post office. Maybe it's in certain areas. I was like, oh my word, I want that. Oh, no, 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 I think that's right. I think is that, that right? Yeah, I'm sure that I mean, I've seen that before. I mean, listeners, please comment and tell us if that's the case in America. I it's going to be different that. the world over, isn't it, actually? The Maybe way different postal places work. work. Yeah, because yeah. if we've got a letter to post here, we have to put it in a post box, which is sort of dotted all around the streets. Yeah. Or you have to take it to the post office. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine if we said to Steve when he came to deliver our post? Well, they do take parcels Vegan. now, don't they? Yeah, they do, but I don't know how Steve easy is that works. Steve's I, I must postman. ask him, actually, the next time he comes, if that still is a thing. Yeah. I must, I'm, I'm interested to know, actually, about that whole thing with Steve, because it was a surprise when he said it in the first place, because mm. that's just not something we've ever been able no, to do in this no. country. Oh, a big, massive puddle. Puddle alert, it's like a small lake. It would be sort of cool if you could just give him a letter. It would. Yeah, we, do, we don't have that here, so. But the, the question that, surely before you can give him a parcel, you must have to weigh it and stick the right. I would guess so, I don't know how it works. And surely he's, he must only have a certain amount of space for a certain amount of parcels. Well, yeah, I know. So then you'd be done for. You'd have to take it to the post office. Well, you would, yeah. You might say, sorry, I'm full of parcels today. I can't take yours, so you've got to go anyway. I mean, we're lucky that we've got a post office very close to us. It's just literally a five-minute walk across the road. However, our post office is closing, I found out recently. But it's not all bad news. It's moving into a little corner shop just across the road right. so we are still going to have a post well it's like a post office within a shop i think the post office are just trying to make more money aren't they or i'm not quite sure why they're closing all these little post offices i don't know they're franchises aren't they they're franchises yeah because the lady that runs the post office she owns the building that the and post office is she in. giving up the franchise yes so she's retiring She's retiring, yeah. Look, so, I mean, she's actually 66, I think, which I didn't realise. No. So she's actually retiring, but she still owns the building. Yeah. So, um, you know, she will get money from the post office, I think. But then also she still owns the building, which actually is a house. Yeah. The post office is in a, a semi-detached house. So she's just going to sell the house afterwards. I wonder if she bought it as the post office. No, uh... Or I wonder if no, I don't it. think she did. Because right. I did chat to her about it recently, but I don't think she did. I didn't even realise that post offices worked like that here, that they were franchises. Yeah. So it would have been a case of if she's given up the franchise, you either need someone to take it on as a business. Which is what the corner shop have done. Yes. Yeah. So someone equally, though, could have come in and said, all right, OK, I'll buy the building off you and I'll you know, apply to take the franchise to keep no. it in this building? Well, no, because I think the post office would just... They, they don't want post offices just to be post offices. Right. Because when she said to me that when she 
started that post office, over the years they've tried to persuade her to make it into a shop as well. Right. And she's always resisted and said no. How strange. So now they're just closing it. And they're moving it into a corner shop, which is what they wanted. Right. I mean, yeah. that is weird. Yeah, I know. Because normally if you're a franchisee, you can run it however you want to run yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how, how it fully works. Obviously, they've got more power over it. They've got the power to just say we're going to close it. It's had to go to the council and it's with the council at the minute and everybody's got the right to object and everything. Yeah. But she said to me, you know, it'll just go through. Yeah. Even if everybody objects to it because they're still... Because they're... they're thing is that the, there still is going to be a post office there. Yeah, and that's all that they're bothered about. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yes, this is our post office show. <laughs> we're going to be talking about post offices through history. <laughs> no, we're not. That's not true at all. Today, what we thought we would actually just touch on is something that's going on with us at the moment. And that is that our daughter, Bryony, is about to take her first serious set of exams. Mm. And it's an interesting moment because for the last two years, exams haven't been taking place no. because of the pandemic that's yeah, been going on. Yeah. And so she's the first year since 2019 yeah. to actually take it's what I think I've already said, but it, it's what's called GCSEs. Yeah. And also as well this year as well, for the first time in two years, A-levels, which is you take, for those of you who don't know, A-levels take place two years after your GCSEs. Yeah. So they're happening for the first time as well. So that's all really positive, actually. You know, that's, mm. we were thrilled that that was going to happen. Mm. Mm. Because, and I mean, it, the, the sort of purpose of today's show is going through this process has been an interesting one for us, hasn't it? Because yeah. trying to know how to best support her yeah. as she prepares, especially after having so much time. Yeah, I think that's been the thing, hasn't home. it? But then also as well, from my point of view, and I think from yours as well, certainly I've gathered or I've assumed maybe from some of the things that you've said that it's been reminding you of you when it you has. were this age. Yeah, because I remember, I remember it really clearly. Me too. Taking, I didn't take GCSEs. I was the last year to take O-levels. They then replaced them with GCSEs the year after. So I took O-levels, but Dan took GCSEs. Um, but I do remember... <laughs> I don't know how you sort of say that. But yeah, Dan I'm took old. GCSEs. Well, well, I always think of O-levels actually as being way harder than GCSEs are now. It's but not just you who thinks that. <laughs> it's also think, not anyone who thinks that. It is a fact. I think it is a fact, yeah. I think they were much more difficult. They were much more difficult. I mean, that, it, it, it sort of pulls in a wider conversation, and that is that education and pass rates in exams mm -hmm. have sort of historically been a bit of a political mm -hmm. football. Absolutely. So successive governments yeah. want exam rates to go up yeah. so that they can say, yeah. well, we've been in charge. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, what Pass happened? Rates are high. What happened all those years ago? All those was, years? It was. It would have been 1989. No, that was when I took my A-levels. Yeah. 1987. Right. 
I would have taken my own levels. 86 um, or 87, yeah. And I actually remember my brother Jay. That's my middle brother, not the one who writes all the music for our shows. Yeah. He, I remember him being one of those final years as well. Mm. I, and, but he, he's a little bit older than you, he isn't is. he? He is. So yeah, he definitely will have taken O-Levels. I, I don't so, know if they were sort of... definitely would have. Oh yes, yeah. oh yes. <laughs> he's ancient. <laughs> Speaking of Steve... That's Steve. Yeah, it is. Now, oh my gosh. what should we do? Well, he's waiting, um, so... We'll wait, we'll yeah. wait. So, I mean, how interesting it is that mm. the postman who we've been... Just been talking about. But he looks like he's in a bit of a hurry, though. He does, so we'll probably just say hi as he trundles past with his trolley. Yes. He's going through. Maybe Steve's waiting. Steve must be waiting. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, he is. Maybe he's not in a hurry. <laughs> we're running, we're let's running. Let's run, let's run so we don't hold Steve up. I know, we're going to have to ask him if he's busy or not. I can't believe he waited. I'd have gone. Sorry, Steve, Steve. we were just talking about you. <laughs> in a good way, yeah. Are you you busy? shouldn't have waited, you should have piled no, through. Are you busy? <laughs> yeah, very surprised. Oh, Steve, is the parcel thing still happening? People can, you know, people Yes, can, oh yeah. We were just talking about yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah. what we were just talking I've about. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, so, oh yeah, let's still going. Right. So do you have to put stamps on it or does the person have to do that before they give it to you? No, what you do, yeah. um, we have a system now where you don't even have to put a label on it. Right. right. You have to pay the postage and everything yeah. Yeah. online yeah. Right. and give us all the details. We print out the label, I yeah. code the label with them. Yeah. Right. To you, you just give it the Wow. Right. Gosh, that's good. It's good to see you, mate. Amazing. You Are you okay? Yeah. Good. All right, see you later. See you later. Bye. That was Steve. <laughs> let's not tell him, he's, and let's leave him on the radio show. Yeah, I saw it. Sorry. There's dog problems all around here. Don't even start me on dog problems, dog problems on the pavements. Anyway. Really, I could talk all day about that. <laughs> we'll do another show on that one. Um. Let's cross over because the post box is on the other side. And I don't want to forget to post this letter. It's our first guest appearance on the Baker Bears radio show. That was cool, wasn't it? Yes. That was Steve. He's actually originally from Birmingham. I don't know if you could hear it in his voice. Yeah, the whole GCSE thing, it kicked off 86, 87, didn't it? And then subsequently, over the years, yeah. th they have probably got slightly easier. <laughs> Well, I, I think they definitely have. And actually what they've done this year, this, oh gosh, did you hear that? I just stood in a puddle that was really deep. For goodness sake, my whole shoe is wet now. Oh, I give in, honestly. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, but what they've done this year is something completely different to what they've done previous years, is they've actually given, given information as to the exact subjects that are going to be on the GCSE. So normally, say for example in history, you might cover, I don't know, six different topics. It might only be that three of those appear on the exam. Yeah. But you will have studied them all. Yeah. But this time, they're telling everyone exactly what's on there. So you know what um, to study. So you know what to study. So that they're not studying things that are not going to be on the exam. Now, Whilst that's helpful to the child, it's obviously not helping with their knowledge of that subject because, you know, they're learning less, aren't they, effectively? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, such it's, a, it's really, yeah, I know, it's, it's such a, a really, difficult one. 
It's, it's a, a really difficult, one, difficult because one because you, we obviously wanted to do well. I mean, um, what, what this raises is it raises um, another question, and that is, uh, what is the importance of exams? Because yeah, absolutely. We we we're now. I was chatting to my mum about this, and she was telling me that most countries in the world don't do examinations. Really? Yes. Now I don't know at what different levels she was referring to, but she'd read an article in the paper. Yeah. So I'm only taking hearsay here. But I'm sure that she's correct. I'm sure I've heard this before, that there's not as many countries that, that you know, make young people do exams right. at these stages. And it, it does raise the question, what is the importance of examinations? And, you know, I would guess, well, my opinion of it is fairly straightforward. And that is life really is one great big series of examinations. Well, yeah, kind of. I mean, I was just thinking and, of, go on, sorry. And the sooner that we get our young people learning how to deal with the stresses of being tested, the better. Yeah. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I, I agree with that side of it, but just thinking back about why they take them, I suppose, you know, you have to take them because if you, ultimately, if you want to get into university, you can't get into university unless you take that's exams. That's right. So that's really the, the goal, what, you know, what, if you... What, what it does, which I think is brilliant, is I think all of us, at certain points in our life, need to know how good we are at things. Yeah. And I know that I messed up exams, and I know that I succeeded at exams. And I can tell you that I absolutely learnt from the mess-ups and I got a huge amount from the bits I succeeded in. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I, I also have messed up exams. Um, did, they did it ruin your life, messing up those exams? No, it didn't make a jot of difference. And, and the, the would you say that you learned something from messing up those I exams? Well, I do. I would say that I've learned it now, retrospectively, but at the time, really for, for my life, up until up until really you know sort of fairly recently i never gave my exam results any any thought because okay yeah it helped me get a job i got a job at 18 in a bank and that's where i stayed for 17 years but all they wanted to know was that i think you'd got five O levels yeah. or something or other. They weren't really even bothered about the A levels no. because I didn't even have my A level results at the time I got the job offer. So, that, you know, that's all they, they were bothered about. They didn't really, it, it wasn't really. You see, the, the way that it does still work here, and I suspect it's going to be the same in other countries that, that still run exams is each different stage of examinations is a stepping stone to the next stage yeah, that's right. of potential learning. So it's really important that Bryony gets the right grades in her GCSEs because yeah. if she doesn't, she either, if she really messed up her GCSEs, she wouldn't get into the sixth form college she wants to go to. Yeah. But then above that, if she doesn't get the right grades in the subjects which she wants to take, then she won't get on the courses. Yeah, that's right. And the benefit of all of this is, because these places have entry requirements, you know that if you make the grade, 
you're in a cohort, a group yeah. of peers. Yes. You're not going to be in a situation which secondary education and primary education tends to be where everyone is all in. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think it's fair to say, I know there's going to be some people who disagree with me here, but you know, I was a teacher for a long time and my experience was the vast majority of classrooms tend to teach to the lowest common denominator. Yeah. Um, but you've got to do that, haven't you? Yes. Because otherwise you're not being inclusive. That's so, right. Yeah. So the great benefit of you know, her taking these exams, getting the, the grades that she needs to get, is of course that she will then be in an environment where she'll be with lots of people who yeah. have a similar that's uh, right. level of learning to her. That's right. And she'll be pushing... And similar interests as well. That's the other... That's such a great key point. And I think thinking about your exam results, if you had gone after A-level to university, mm. they would have been very interested in your A-levels. Absolutely. Similarly, if you had gone for different types of jobs, different types of jobs will start to ask for more. I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was just the path that I took, you know. Yeah. And there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that path. Well, no, well, no because, you know, it, every path that you take leads you to where you are now, doesn't it? It does, but thinking back to the time when you were doing what you were doing, that was an extremely well-respected oh absolutely you good know, career I mean, it was i was i was thrilled to get the job and you know my parents were over the moon and in you know with due respect to them they um my dad's no longer with us but um, my mum's now 85 so they both grew up at a time when education was really you know not where it should have been and the, the most amount of education that either one of them would have had is a school until 14. It probably was less than that in all, you know, in all honesty. So they did, just didn't have that experience that they were able then to pass on, you know, we're in a different position, aren't we? Where we can pass on our experiences and our knowledge to Bryony. My parents didn't have that. So I kind of felt like I had to fend for myself a little bit. It's interesting, actually, you, you mentioning parents and just thinking about the whole banking path, because my mum worked in a bank. She worked for the Halifax. Yeah. And she, I, I'm 99% certain that they were at that point in time, because I think what happened with banking was over the course of the years, it became less and less of a, I mean, you saw more than yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. Huge a real drop-off in the type of people who they were employing. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, when I first started in the bank, you had to, you had to take your banking exams. Yeah. So I went to night school. So these were proper um, bankers. Yeah, I mean, I went to night school for quite a long time yeah. and studied. It was all like accounting and all stuff like that. Yeah. I loathed it, in all honesty. Yeah because that side of you know maths and all of that is not my um, it's not my forte no and actually you know through that process I think I did it for a year or two but part way through that the bank decided that banking exams were no longer required yeah so I never finished them I was joy yeah I was like great it's a shame in a way though because you put in that effort I don't need to finish them absolutely but 
I was I was 19, 20 at the time. What they were doing, Somebody tells course. me I don't need to go to night school anymore, and I jumped at the chance, really. What they were doing, of course, was looking at ways of saving money. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Because I didn't pay for it. No. Because, for example, my mum, my I know that she had to have um, certain A-level results to get into the bank. Yeah. And then she also did the, the, the additional learning stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you were sort of picking up the, the tail end of that when yeah. I joined the bank. They couldn't give a monkey. No, couldn't give a monkey. Which so is the reason why they gave me a job. Because it was just a sales environment. Yes. You, you, they're all salespeople, the people that they were employing at your sort of stage. But when they employed me, yeah. it was entirely they different They were actually place. looking for intelligent bankers. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Says everything about Kay and myself. <laughs> I loved my time in the bank from, you know, the first 15 years, I would say. I loved it. It was a great job. I had some great friends. I had a brilliant social life. I loved it, you know. It was only the latter, latter portion when everything just went to pieces. So, we're right at the, the, the point now with, with Bryony where She's just about to have her February half term. Yeah. And then when she heads back, they're actually going to be, they've actually started already doing some additional revision sessions. They've been doing yeah. them on lunchtime. They have every day at lunchtime. Yeah. So I think she gets about a 20 minute lunch. She does. And then she has all. to go for a half an hour yeah. revision session. She's been doing that for a few weeks. She now. has. And when she goes back, she's also going to be three nights a week yep. late, isn't she? She is, yeah. She, she's got an extra hour after school, three yep. nights a week as well. She's not happy at all about that. She can cope with the lunchtime one. She's not happy about staying in school till sort of half four. I think she's made her peace with it though. She yeah. probably has, yeah. She really, really ranted. <laughs> she did the typical sort of teenage drama. I've been out filming, hadn't um, I? Yeah, it was real, yeah, because I picked her up that day from school, hadn't I? Yeah. And oh, it was such drama in the car driving home. And I was just trying to convince her and say, look, it's not for long. It really isn't for long, you know, she takes her exams May, June. And once you've done that, you've got like two months off school. They have a really long break because they do their exams early. What we're not certain of is we're not certain. <laughs> we're not certain if this is because of the lack of learning that's been going on with the whole pandemic or if it's something that the school has always done. No, well, Bryony seems to think they haven't done this before. No, I, I'm, I I'd be think, surprised. I don't think they've done this before. I don't. And, I mean, I think we were talking about this yesterday and I'm really pleased about it. I'm pleased about it because it, I think generally, you know, it's a generalisation, it takes the pressure off parents. It has really, really taken the pressure off us, I think. Yeah. I, I feel so differently about it now because you know you made a good point yesterday because you said ask me again when the results are in yeah because that is of course now and you know i trust her because she is very conscientious she is and she's a hard worker when she is she gets yeah. her head down yeah and that, that's why to one extent you feel torn because you think well if she was at home she'd be sat 
with me yeah. at our desk and she'd be doing some good work. Yeah. The benefit, of course, in being in school is these sessions are being run by the teachers yes. who are teaching the curriculum. That's right. So they can make sure that they hit the pressure points yeah. which are I going agree. to be dealt with in the exams. I agree. So, so long as the school does a good job, yeah. that then means that she should absolutely be getting the highest possible yeah, grade she, she could. Did, she did well in a mock. They do a mock GCSE. Yeah. And she did well in those, you know. Um, so we're really hopeful that, that she can bump up her grades yeah. in the actual exam. And all of her teachers seem to think that she's very capable of that. Yeah. Um, and she's actually had an offer already for sixth form. She just, it, it's on condition that it's she gets the grades. Yeah, there's conditional offer at this stage that she gets the grades, but fingers crossed, you know, all is well and she'll get, get well, the place. I, think I, I feel confident that she'll grade, she'll get the grades that she needs to get to get into the sixth form. Yeah. More the concern is, will she get the grades to do all the subjects she wants to that's do? That's right, yeah. I but think the only one she's got a good backup plan. She has. The only one that's slightly dubious is the art one. Yes. Um, because if she wants to take three A-levels, she'll be taking art, history and English literature. And it's just the art one where a grade really needs to come up at least one, doesn't it? To yeah. guarantee that she gets a place. And it's funny because I actually think... Her art teacher is a bit strange. I actually think that she would... I wish that this was the case in a subject where she was actually going to sit an exam. Yeah, that's right. She doesn't sit an exam in art. It's all it's, assessed. Yeah, it's all... It's all coursework. But I suppose at the end of the day, it is effectively an examiner who is marking the coursework. Mm -hmm. So, right. you know, hopefully that should alleviate. Because I think we've all been in situations, I certainly was, where certain subjects don't fly as they should because yeah, of the teacher. That's right. And she just isn't, she just hasn't gelled with this art teacher. And we actually met her online recently, didn't we? We had a quick meeting with her. Yeah. And we did understand why she didn't gel with her. Um, but equally, what we said to Brownie was, all of us know that at times in our life yeah, we have to deal yeah, with absolutely. people who are maybe not quite our type of people. That's right, yeah. But that's called life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm sure it'll come out of the wash. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, I remember so vividly, just I can picture myself walking down through the hall, between the desks. Me too. Sitting down behind the desks. Me too, yeah. The nerves Really nervous, really, the exam really paper. nervous. I just, I just sort of lost it, I think, with the nerves. And I didn't study enough. Um, I really didn't. Looking back on it now, I know that I didn't do enough revision. What we know, though, is, because prior to these revision sessions starting, we were encouraged well she was doing revision sessions she was she's doing them at home with us yeah she was and she was getting on with it yeah, and she's filled yeah. books up with so we know that she has been working hard yeah so that i mean that in itself you've just shown and it's the same for me as well but you've just shown that you've learned from your experiences mm. by then the sort of encouragement and support yeah definitely that you know that you've given I, her. yeah i don't want her to to do what i did basically it is an interesting question, isn't it, with regards to, do we just let, because you could say in education, everyone should just be in with everyone and we'll just teach you through as far as you want to go and then off you go out into the world. You mm. don't actually need to take any 
exams. Any exams, and clearly there's there's countries in the world which adopt that approach. Yeah, I mean, I I, I follow Ben Fogel on Instagram, and I've heard him talk about this a lot. And he um, did terrible at school. He he could you know he failed everything. He just couldn't get on with school at all, and and you know the studying and the exams and everything. It just didn't happen for him, and he he didn't. I think he started university and then dropped out. That might be right, that might be wrong, I'm not sure. And then he just went off travelling and, you know, his, his life just sort of went from there. And I think he found out later in life that he was dyslexic. So that obviously would have had a huge impact on his learning. Um, but he, he's often said, you know, that the way that education is is run now with putting all this pressure on kids to get their exam results just questioning whether that's the right thing to do well, i don't know everybody's experiences are different everybody's experience they? is different but what we now know is we know that schools are so great at identifying people with who need yeah. additional support. Yeah, that's right. We talked to Brownie a lot about her, some of her friends who have yeah. support staff yeah, with that's them. That's right, yeah, they We do. also know about so kids who, who can't was. write clearly, <sighs> who are able to take their exams and they're not being penalised because no, they can't write right. clearly. Yeah. So they're still able to. So I think that, yes, perhaps, I mean, I would still find it hard to say that I think that, because, you know, life is tough. Don't you think? Yeah. And the sooner that we teach our young... You know, look at the way animals teach their young. Yeah. Look at the way that birds are taught to fly. Yeah. They're shoved out, shoved of, the out of the nest. Get on with it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying we should be doing that. But no. what I am saying is we can't go so far with stuff that by the time people get out into the real world, it, it, it's cut and thrust out there. It really, yeah, it, I mean, it really is. And it's difficult as a parent, especially, I don't know if men and women are different with this, but certainly as a mum, I just want to, I just want to hug her and I want to, you know, when she's having these tough days and yeah, she's yeah. like, got to do all this work, I just want to say, oh, do you know what, it doesn't matter. Let's just sit down and do some painting and do some drawing. And it's really hard not to... Oh, you know what I mean? I just... oh, well, yeah, that, that's what mothers excel in, isn't it? You yeah. know, that's, that's why young young people tend to love their mums, because their mums do those things. And yeah, you know, your mum and is where you turn to when... I, you... I obviously want to, you know, I encourage her all the time with yeah, the, you see, her exams and her studying. The reality um, of, of, of you is not quite what you just said there, because, yes, you are right in what you're saying, but equally, you're also extremely competitive and you desperately want her to do really well oh, i do i do so i think that's a really good mix yeah because yes you might want to hug her and say oh don't worry you're though absolutely chomping at the bit to make sure that she does oh yeah you know i really oh, i just really wanted to do to do really well what's been great for me is when the pandemic happened i felt that i had to sort of step up a bit back into my, my teachery mm -hmm. type of role and approach. And I think that was the right thing to do because, you know, 
The two of us supported her and gave her what was a school day we did. through the day. Yeah, we did. You know, we were there supporting her in lessons. I was doing PE lessons with her. Yeah. Um, and, you know, similarly yeah, encouraging we... her to work hard on her revision. Yeah. And all of those things. But then to now have this happen where school are going, right, we're going to do all these additional sessions. It was like, this is so great. I can now just take a step back yeah. and I can just be a dad. I agree. I agree, you know, and it's and at the end of the day, you know, I I think, you know, my parents' attitudes back in the 80s um, would have been that it's school's responsibility to educate your child. Absolutely. They wouldn't have seen it as Absolutely. their job. All, all parents felt yeah. that way back then. Yeah, that's right. Yes. You know, and if, if you've and got... And all parents a, should feel that way now. Well, they should, but <laughs> I, I, I think it has... It has moved responsibility in a lot of ways to a parent to make sure that kids are doing their homework, to well, make sure that they're, you know, conscientious. You, you, you know, I, you, you, I never had any of that. You're getting onto a wider subject because, unfortunately, you know, the, the, there are a lot of people out there who probably aren't the best parents. Yeah. And, that's me. No, no, no need for that. No need for revving like that, is there really? I mean, it, it does—it does create a problem because you know, if you're in an environment where you know you're seeing your parents working hard, that then rubs off onto kids. It certainly has done in all my experience. Yeah. Any kids that I've ever taught, you could see the ones, you know, who were like conscientious and hard-working mm -hmm. when you met the parents they were always conscientious and hard-working yeah because young people copy what they see yeah, yeah. they don't really copy what you tell them no so you have to lead by example yeah and I think unfortunately um, you know you got to pass an exam to drive a car yeah but anyone can be a well, that is true, yeah, that is true. And, you know, there is no manual, is there, to be no, a parent? And absolutely not, and we all get things wrong and we all get things right, don't we? You know, it's, it's, I think it's the hardest job in the world, bringing up children. It's the hardest job in the world, but it's the most rewarding. Yeah. And if you, for, for, for us, I think what I would say has been our winner through, and you could argue that we've managed to navigate our way through some fairly choppy waters given you know, my health history really and you know, all the other things and what's seen us through and has kept her pretty much on the level yeah. for nearly 16 years yeah. has been a really good routine yeah. and I think it's that leading by example. Yeah absolutely you know, but you know the other thing that um, we've, we've done and something Luckily, that she's she's never really been bothered about, you know, and this is a very modern day issue for kids. Is that she's she's not on social media. Um, and know, she has she, no desire to be. She has no desire to be. You know, she she texts her friends. Oh, dear me, noise! What was I saying about noise at the you beginning of this? Where's that little estate of yeah, bungalows for me to live on? That's all I'm saying. People um, and crashing. But yeah, no, she's not on social, any social media. She texts a friend, she's in a little text group, and that's the limit of it. She goes on YouTube to watch her drawing videos and, you know, things like that. But she's not got that distraction. And I think it's such a massive distraction yeah. for kids, social media. Yeah. And, you know, in my opinion, 
I, I wouldn't have them on it at all. And I, she may never, she may choose never to go on it now because she's got to 16 and she couldn't give her monkeys about it. What's great about her is, you know, she, she's got a mobile phone, but it's always yeah. on silent. It's always on silent. And I think she's learned that from me. She has, definitely. Because, you know, I just, I take the approach that my life is not going to be dictated to by a pinging electronic device. No, I agree. Mine isn't on silent, but I don't have any notifications on, apart from texts, you know, because I just have that on because of Bryony. Yours isn't on silent school. because of your anxieties. Oh, that's true. Because but you're worried that you're going to miss. Yeah, but like I said, I don't have notifications for anything apart from, you know, it pings when I get a text, but other than that, you know, it doesn't do that when I get an email or any other notifications. You know, I've watched some podcasters and all you hear in the background is ping, ping, ping all the time. And I'm like, what is going on? Is this what people's lives are like? It, I, I tell you, it does actually do my head in. I, I, I watch, I listen to an audio podcast. It's called, I think it's called Orange and Brown. The Orange and Brown podcast, it's um, about Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. Yeah, Cleveland Browns. And there's a lady on there, who, she's a really good reporter. She's done the job for a long time. She's, I mean, she's probably in her mid-40s. And her phone is constantly pinging yeah. when they're doing a show. Because it's all the notifications. And it really pulls me out of what I'm listening to. Absolutely. It, it makes me... And it must do the same for them in the studio. Yeah. It's so distracting. Yeah. So, you know, we, we have always, you know, we, we really don't even have to discuss it with her because she's just not interested. No. And that, you know, I'm it's so pleased. It's funny because you, 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 you've spoken at times over the years about you being worried that she's a little bit different. Yeah. But then... She's very individual. All the things that you know, make her different are all the things that you're talking about. Yeah, she's just got so much character. You know, we were talking the other day about um, what she wants to wear when she's in six foot because she doesn't have to wear a uniform anymore, you know, and she can be that individual that she is. She's planning out a whole wardrobe. <laughs> I ordered it the other day. She really wants to try wearing Doc Martens, you know, she just likes that look. Um, so I ordered a trench her. coat, Kate. She wants a trench coat as well. She's not, that sounds like she's going to be a goth. She's not gothic. Well, she isn't, but. We don't know what might happen in the next well, no, two years. Well, no, we don't know. You know, we don't know. And it's fine, you know, she is who she is. And, um, you know, she's very, very much looking forward to sort of expressing herself a bit more by what she wears. So I ordered it. I really struggled to find them, actually. She wanted yellow Doc Martens. Um, and I couldn't find them anywhere, but I eventually found some in a shop in Europe. So I'm just waiting for them to arrive now. I think... Um, um, What's been very interesting for me is, you know, it's a great process that I think the world has gone through in the last five, 10, 15 years, because there was a stigma attached to a lot of different approaches to life. And, and you know, that Gothic approach, Yeah. there was definitely a stigma attached to that when I was at school. Yeah, the people judged people that looked different You, you thought that they were weird. And, 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 and over the years- now, that's not the case. Well, it so. isn't, because just thinking about that, we watched a dreadful program called Take a Hike, and oh, there was a lady on there, the, the mermaid lady. Yeah. She's definitely gothic. Well, this lady, she was 26, really pretty girl, uh, but she had tons of tattoos all over. She ran, actually, a tattoo parlour. She was Scottish. And, you, and she dressed kind of... She's a goth. Yeah. 
you know, um, blue lipstick and her hair was like this greeny blue colour. And you do make that bit of a judgement, don't you, when you see people, but do you know what? She was absolutely She was the most amazing lovely. person and yeah. a part-time job was that she was a mermaid. <laughs> she trained for two years. <laughs> Free diving. To free diving, she could hold her breath for three and a half minutes and she's got a full-on mermaid tail yeah. and she swims, you know, like a mermaid, like yeah. a fish yeah. and she goes into like aquariums, you know, when kids are doing tours and dives down in the aquariums that and she's a like mermaid. a mermaid, the most amazing person. I'm sure you said that you'd like to do that. I'd love to do that. Yes. And I said to Brian, I said, Brian, we watched a programme today and you would love this girl on this programme. She'd be like her best friend. I think you'd be a great mermaid. You think I'd be a good mermaid? Yeah. Well, I don't like swimming, so that is a bit of a problem. You could get there. As a mermaid, I'm not sure. <laughs> Folks, we've made it. We made it back home. I need to grab my phone. Oh, yes. If I can stop my runkeeper. Oh, oh, oh no, no, we've stopped walking and I haven't I stopped it yet. <sighs> there we go, I've done it. We're 0.04 of a mile less than normal. Isn't that interesting? Are we? Yeah, it's normally 2.08. Well, I normally walk a, diff a slightly different route in the park. Right. So it's probably that. Have you got the keys? No. Uh, no, I haven't got the keys. You've got the door. Don't do that to Sorry. me. I thought Dan had lost the keys and you're not having the keys in future. That's not true. I'd never you're you're the always key. looking for your keys. Like your car keys, you can never find. I'd never ever lost the keys. Okay. Let's not talk about it. It's simply not true. You've I'm never lost them, but you're always looking for them. That's what I mean in the house. Because we used to have a little tray thingy that we'd put them in, didn't we? Did we? Yeah, I'm glad we don't anymore. Where did we used to have that? Oh, on the side next to the coffee machine. This is all way too much information for people. I don't remember people. that. Okay. You don't need to know that, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, we've made it back. So very sorry that we're a little bit late with our radio show. Yes. And here's hoping that Storm Eunice is not as bad as they perhaps hope, oh gosh, anticipate. Yeah, I hope everyone's safe. We shall wait and see. Yeah. But thank you so much for listening, and we will see you in two weeks Thanks, for another everyone. episode. See you soon. Bye. Bye. The Bakery Bears radio show is brought to you by Bakery Bear Productions and is made possible by our Bakery Bear patrons. Find out how you can join our Baker Bear community, access more of what we do, and keep the show on air by visiting www.bakerybears.com forward slash listen forward slash.